1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Jags Damn Podcast. I am your host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino, making a triumphant return this week. And we are at full staff here, guys. We're going full pads this week on the podcast. We got <laughs> our fearless leader, James Johnson. We have Jacob Lawrence Gentlemen, how are y'all doing this afternoon?
0: We're good. Um, hey, uh, I always... Uh- Eight o'clock in the e- eight forty in the evening. This break.
2: evening. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, James, who this?
0: I know, right? Who is this guy? He hasn't been on in 20 episodes. I mean, uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to need you to hit in the backseat. You know, I call shotgun, but uh, it's good to have you back, Phil, and it's good to be back at full strength here. So now we have the dynamic duo of Fournette, Yeldon, and well, I don't want to insult Tail because we've seen your 40. So yeah. Anyway. <laughs> The trio I don't is back. Have my chance to redeem myself for that. That's fine. I don't think there is redemption, but continue.
0: <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Often? By the way, I've been hanging in there.
1: <laughs> it is good to be back here with you guys. And, and shout out to Jay and Jacob for for holding it down and and you know, keeping the podcast rolling while I've been. Handling some some stuff here in my personal life, so I really do appreciate you guys. And of course, before we get started, make sure you're checking out all the Jaguars news on JaguarsWire.usaToday.com. Of course, all the podcasts at JagStand Podcast, as well as the site at the Jaguars Wire, and then you can find Jay at SportsGrind underscore Don and underscore Jay Della for Jacob. Of course, our audio links are on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, as well as on USA Today's Audio Boom Network. And gentlemen, it is great to be back with you guys talking football. We're about to get back in the swing of things. As of today, I'm not sure when this is when this podcast is going to go up, but tomorrow we will officially have football back, and we will not go without football until until February. The Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. I'm probably not going to watch it, but you know, it's it's good to have <laughs> football back, and uh, we're here to talk a little Jaguars football, of course, and training camp. So let's just get it right into it. Of course, with the quick hits. We will talk about a couple things before we get into our main topic. So the first topic here, the Jaguars have signed running back Devontae Mays to their roster. They waived injured running back Taj McGowan. Uh, The Jaguars did release a little bit of information on their website about Devontae Mays. Uh, He is a 5'11", 237-pound running back. He attended Utah State and was drafted in the seventh round in the 2017 draft by the Packers. After appearing in eight games for Green Bay, he spent weeks eight through 17 of the 28th season on the Cleveland Browns practice squad. So uh, really, Jay, is this probably just more so a uh, body to fill out the roster for camp, or is this a name that maybe Jaguar fans should take note of?
0: Yeah, he's definitely, it's a camp body, and uh, it just seems to be a case of where they just saw the opportunity, uh, depending on how extensive McGowan's injury is, uh, to just add a guy in his place, I think uh, when it's all said and done, uh, if I can recall correctly, McGowan, if he clears waivers, he'll be able to revert to their injured reserve list. And so, you know, he can uh, he'll be a part of the roster in the future. Probably not, of course, this year. Uh, but there is that. So, yeah, they, they probably uh, saw an opportunity. You know, McGowan might be going for Let's just say, for example, what for five, six days a week or something. They they figured probably they should probably just go ahead and put him on IR, get somebody to uh, get reps in his place in the process, uh, because as we all know, the pads have going on, even though Marone has kind of dialed down his approach in terms of the physicality, not to say they're having soft uh, practices out there, but he he's dialing back with the physicality, which we should actually talk about later. But um, yeah, they figured they should probably get somebody to, uh, take some snaps and some reps in McGowan's place, and Mays is just that. Um, he's a little bit bigger, as you said. He's in that what two thirty range, so he's a guy that he may have that physicality like Leonard Fournette. So, um, I think that's a theme that we should pay, pay attention to. Is uh, they it looks like they want more guys like Leonard Fournette, and um, they may feel like they have enough of the uh, the quicker guys, if you will, the scat backs or uh the, the guys who aren't as physical.
2: Um, yeah, pretty much. He's just a camp body. Like Jay said, it's just, hey, one man went down. Eh, let's go pick up somebody real quick. He's played in the league a little bit. Like you said, he's 5'11", 237, physical, just in line with the regular backs. It's nothing special, nothing to really be like, hmm, I wonder if he can make the roster. So.
1: All right, guys. Yeah, so really not uh, really not a new thing for new names to come in and out of training camp during this time. So probably nothing too noteworthy there. Uh, however, the next quick hit we'll get to is apparently the Jaguars, according to a study, uh, has come in as the most vulgar fan base in the NFL. We did it, guys. We're number one in something. We finally <laughs> did it. Woo! Let's go,
0: Jags. Let's celebrate. Beach bars, baby.
1: <laughs> and I believe this was based off of their subreddits, and based off of the vocabulary used in the in, in said subreddits now uh i don't know what you guys think about this now i did see somebody commenting on facebook um a friend had posted this study and someone had had made a point that they consider uh big bortles nickname around here for was uh you know big d bortles and apparently they <laughs> they count that as a As a vulgar word so maybe these numbers are a little bit skewed but
0: yeah uh (laughs) we'll take that that yeah
1: having been to quite a few jaguar games in my in my day uh i'm not i guess i couldn't say i I guess i'm not surprised Mm -hmm. i honestly thought oakland would be number one if i had to take a guess but yeah Mm -hmm. we're number one most
0: vulgar I, w- I would think uh, Philly would be I mean oh even, yeah Philly yeah like I mean it's the city of bro- brotherly love but they have a curl- colorful vocabulary so I would I mean just upon like if you told me a study was going on I'd be like oh yeah Philly's gonna probably finish first in that but then again Philly has been successful lately There hasn't been a lot of reason to 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 throw out cuss words so I guess you know that you got to take that into account although I think they did like rank like second on the list i don't even have it before me right now but um that being said is number two they are okay
1: jacksonville tennessee cleveland oakland and then miami
0: top five oakland and i don't know how miami got in there that's that's a little i mean i know they've been losing a lot lately but still but anyway um that being said as for the jaguars I think what this might be a case of, and I don't know the details behind the study yet, but for one, the Jacksonville Jaguars have one of the smaller fan bases out there. So (laughs) when you put those numbers into effect with, like you do an equation with how many cuss words is being thrown out there per person, I think that's how they did it. Like uh, per 10 Jags fans, how many swears have been used, then that makes sense that we would basically be first in it because one for one our sample size is smaller we have the smaller fan base but at the same time we've been losing to the point where the few Jags fans that we do have are swearing like crazy because I'm probably one of them I, I would probably be in that mix <laughs> with people uh although we don't curse here on the Jags then podcast uh if you were to follow I'm sure all three of us around in person at the Jags game it's, it's quite a colorful vocabulary <laughs> I would think
1: yeah, colorful vocabulary is a uh, professional way of putting
0: it. <laughs> right, right, Jacob. What say you on the matter,
1: man? This a
2: bull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this man. <laughs> but
2: no, looking at this, it's um like you said, it's based off every ten subscribers, right? Um, it's Jacksonville. I don't know how many people that listen to this like actually haven't tailgated, not even been to a Giants game, just tailgated one. <laughs> It's very understandable how we would top a list like this. What's interesting is you mentioned Philly, and I was sitting here scrolling through the list. Philly is number 30. Yeah, they're way down there.
0: Mm, Yeah, well, they got, again, going back to what I was saying, they have a lot to be happy about these days. You know, they, I mean, they they got a franchise quarterback. They got, you know, they... Yeah, it's also 10 degrees in November.
2: (laughs) That's true. 10 degrees right now, maybe. That's true. Yeah, I was going to say, um... Then again, it's 100 degrees year round down here, it seems like. So, right. but it's interesting, though. You look at the Jags, it's 11.1, it goes 10.8. Then we hit in the sevens for a little bit. We dip to the low fives, high fours, and it's like 4.1, 4.1, and then 2.9 the Arizona Cardinals. And that just tells me there's nothing but old people in Arizona that are fans of the Cardinals.
0: Possibly. Another thing, they're, yeah, they're speaking also of. Just uh, hot.
2: They're probably
1: just staying inside. They're they don't even check
0: reddit well they have a well yeah it's probably hot in general but i was about to say they have a dome so but i guess that doesn't really oh, yeah. help um but the, what i'm offended by the most is that we're up there with the titans and like i don't want to be associated with the titans in anything especially our vocabulary <laughs> that's a little concerning man that that's very concerning also At Cowboys least we finally beat the Titans, so
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's good. So yep, that's nice. But yeah, just an interesting, interesting study to come out. And then the very last quick hit that we will get to is a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of surprise as far as the reaction that we receive from mm-hmm. this four player. So the Jaguars have been doing their top twenty-five all-time list, and we're getting down towards the towards the top. And it turns out that and I believe Jay, you mentioned this has been voted on by local media over the past, you know, since the Jaguars have been around. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it is a local media deal, because when they announced each player, they would have, you know, somebody, an analyst uh, that they would video talking about a local analyst that is talking about each player. So I'm assuming don't quote me on that, but I'm assuming it's a local media thing. I mean, and when you're when you're dealing with players from the Jaguars past, yeah, you would think it would have to be local media members because obviously the national media doesn't have that strong recollection of the Jaguars enough to to put in a vote on this kind of list. So I would think it's just, yeah, probably a local thing.
1: Right. So uh, as I mentioned, they have been getting down to the top of the list and Fred Taylor came in at number two and he was not shy about his Thoughts on that ranking he took to Twitter and stated I'm not sure who voted but they missed what were you guys doing for the 11 years I carried the team one day someone other than me will recognize how valuable I was I did something only 21 players in history of the game done at my position so obviously pretty upset that he oh and also hashtag what a joke I I forgot about that part so Fred Taylor over his career uh, ran for eleven thousand two hundred and seventy-one yards, and uh, yeah, not happy. And and Jay, you and I were talking about this before we started. We didn't know that he was he would be this fired up about you know this. This it's not like this is an all time you know NFL. This is just the Jaguars, and right. really wasn't really expecting this kind of reaction from him. I, I knew it would, be, it would come down to him and Baselli. And I, I think most of us expected it to be vaselli Right. Um, now, if, if we were just ranking people in general, vaselli wouldn't be in the top 10. But, I, but as far as football, you know, it's not, I wasn't too surprised that they went with Big Bo. But, uh, yeah, so, what did you guys think about this reaction from, from Fred?
0: Yeah, like you said, man, like the first thing that struck me is Fred. such a – I don't want to speak on him like we know him personally, but – I mean, we know him to to a degree as fans, as watching this franchise over the last decade and uh, longer than that. But, you know, I didn't know Fred had this in him, for one. Like you said, he's always kind of been a quiet guy, a quiet leader. He's kind of a lead by example guy, a kind of a, a, you know, a a low tone guy, you know, a guy that you never really saw raising his voice. Uh, Not to say he was raising his voice when he saw this, but. That being said, I was like, where did this guy come from? Like, that that was weird in itself. And I mean, like like you said, Phil, if it was voted on by the fans, perhaps, or somebody other than the local media, then he probably would be number one. But the thing is, like I told you uh, beforehand, Boselli is the guy that we constantly are talking about at this point of the year, year in and year out, because he's the guy that is, you know, one of the semifinalists for the Hall of Fame. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we know, don't have a player that was drafted by them that's in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, really this is his his time to shine in terms of Boselli. And that being said, the media probably feels that way too because ultimately they are the ones who uh, help him get into the semifinal part of the Hall of Fame. So it wasn't a shocker that they would put the guy who is essentially the closest to being in the Hall of Fame as the number one guy. So it didn't shock me one bit that they went that route, if it is indeed up to the local media. Uh, but the reaction from Fred Taylor shocked me. And personally, yeah, I probably would have put Taylor on there over Boselli, even though I, I really see him neck and neck in terms of, in my personal opinion, on whether they should even be in the Hall of Fame or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but yeah, that that reaction in itself kind of threw me off. But I mean, you, you can't blame him for, for being mad, I guess, at the end of the day, because he, he has been a crucial part of this franchise.
2: I mean, he ain't wrong.
0: Right. He's 17th <laughs> on the list, by the way, y'all. 17th in terms of all-time rushers. So that's what I mean, eleven thousand six hundred ninety five yards we were talking
1: about. He was like top ten. I believe he was like mm-hmm. number nine.
0: He was he was probably around number nine. Now he yeah, like I said, he's seventeen. Uh, he's one below Thurman Thomas, who has uh, twelve thousand and seventy four yards. And then he's uh, above Stephen Jackson at eighteen, who has about two hundred yards less than him. Or maybe a little bit less. Uh, yeah, less than that. So um,
2: yeah. Fran's not wrong, and I think he's just fed up and was just like, you know what? Let me just remind you Mm -hmm. exactly everything I've done. Because when I was looking at the list and I was like, oh, Fran Taylor's number two. I was like, hmm, who's number one? And I was like, oh, yeah, Boselli." And I went, I was like, let me see what the top five looks like. I'm more offended that you put MJD over Brunel. That's my...
0: Nah, That's that's fair. That's Brunel was Brunel to me. No disrespect to the legend Brunel was a average quarterback to me in my personal opinion. And I think the only, the, the only thing Brunel has over MJD is longevity because I mean, but MJD played the running back position at a time where it's hard to play the running back position and the life expectancy on a running back is lower. But that being said, I, I do not think Mark Brunell. I mean, and this is not to disrespect him. I do think he was a, a, a good quarterback. I don't think he was great, though.
1: I think I would like to know the criteria that they used Um, as far as the Brunel versus MJD. I, I personally as well would put MJD above, above Brunel. Mm-hmm. Not, like you said, the longevity has a lot. A lot to do with it. And I honestly, if this were up to a fan vote, I wouldn't be surprised if Brunel would probably be up here, maybe in the top three, just because, you know, he was our quarterback. He was a quarterback.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. The, you know, very below.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was up here up uh, mm-hmm. in the top. But, you know, I, I would like to see the criteria that they use. Uh, like I said, it is kind of surprising. But it, it also is kind of a disservice that Fred has not mm-hmm. been in the discussion like Tony has as far as the Hall of Fame. And, Jay, mm-hmm. we were talking about the reason being is because nobody has really come to bat for him. And may, at this point it may be too late right. for him to, for, for that, for that name to be tossed in because it should have been done when he was first eligible. And now we're past that point, not to say that it can't still happen, but you know, it, look at how difficult it's been for Tony to get in and, mm-hmm. and, and Brad. Uh, I, I think definitely it was underappreciated, even though those teams, you know, the, especially the, the 14, two year and, and, and when he was at his peak, you know, he was in he was in the conversation for one of the best backs in the league. Right. But it was just really, you know, surprising to see him feel this, especially since he is employed by the team, technically. You mm-hmm. know, and, and I think that's another reason why he was pretty upset. Right. But again, not too surprised that they went with Tony. But
0: Yo, Phil, you know, real Tony? quick, I don't want to cut you off on the Hall yeah. of Fame thing. I'm looking at the people on the list above him that's, that slightly have more yards than him. And like you said, it might be too late. But if he wanted to make a Hall of Fame argument and people like Preet, Pete Prisco, who, who, you know, who's been around Jacksonville and is a, a well-known national analyst, wanted to make that case for him, they could. I'm looking at Franco Harris here, who has what he has roughly about 400 more yards, 500 yards than Fred Taylor. As we all know, Franco Harris, if I can recall correctly is in the hall of fame as is marcus marcus allen who is 14th on this list and then also i'm seeing guys like jim brown and marshall falk all of these guys have roughly 700 to 400 yards over fred taylor in terms of all-time career now i don't know like the longevity of their careers that might have something to do with it as we said with with mark brunel but when you look at where he where he is on this (laughs) list and the guys that are in the hall of fame Yeah, he he should certainly be in the conversation. And I I mean, I wish it was something variable that I can control because I would definitely have him in that conversation for the Hall of Fame. Because he, I mean, essentially, he's surrounded by guys on the all time leaders rushing list. He's surrounded by guys that are in the Hall of Fame, essentially. So that's where I lie on that argument, personally. I mean, yeah,
2: but you got to look at this real quick. The names you just rattled off—those are all household names. Even the most casual, casual fans will probably recognize the name Marcus Allen. So, but if you ask the casual, Fran Taylor, be like who? That's the argument that you can make against him. Here's gotcha. the other argument, though:
1: if he if he
2: had a Dallas Cowboy jersey on, he'd be in. He's a household right. name. He's right. a household. Yeah. He's a household name. If he's a cowboy, right, right, exactly. but that's
0: not his exactly. fault that he, you know, he played played right. for a small market team. You could, I mean, like I don't understand why that is something people hold against him. He didn't have any control of who drafted him or where he went and how mm-hmm. under the radar he was. The fact of the I matter mean, is, when when you look at the stats, again, I don't know the longevity of some of these other guys' career, but when you look at the all time stats in terms of rushing, I mean, he certainly. I mean, he does deserve to be mentioned with them, but I, I mean, I get yeah. where you're coming from with the whole. If you look at yeah. the list,
2: I just pulled it up. If you look at the list, it is Emmett, Walter, Barry, Frank Gore, who's the Surefire Hall of Famer, Curtis Martin just went in. Let's see, let's see. LT, Ladanian Thompson, Bettis, Dickerson, Peterson will go in once he hangs up his cleats, Tony Dorsett. Jim Brown, Marshall Falk, Edron James, Marcus Allen. Everybody on this list except for Barry Sanders has played at least 10 years. The average is about 12. No, I'm sorry. Barry played 10. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, So, okay. Well, and he played from 98 to 2010. He played 12, if my math is right.
2: 13, yeah.
0: Yeah, 13 because you got to include 98. So, yeah, 13. (sighs) So, I mean like the longevity was there with some of these guys. I mean, uh, all right, but
2: here's a here's a fair comparison. Fred Taylor has 11,695 yards. Right beneath him is Corey Dillon <laughs> with 11,241. They played, it's about a two-year difference. Corey two Dillon's f- in, isn't
0: he? No, he's not.
2: No, Corey he's Dillon's not. not in. Okay. Warwick Dunn is in, if I'm not mistaken.
0: O.J. Simpson is.
2: Oh, we all know O.J.'s in. Ricky Waters, <laughs> Jamal Lewis. So here's the Lashawn McCoy. All right, perfect example. Is Fred Taylor more worthy of the Hall of Fame than Lashawn McCoy?
0: Yes or no? Ah, uh, yeah, yes,
1: yes. I th- yeah, I think so. I, and also, the <laughs> name on there. I think over the stretch of his career, he was better than Jamal Lewis, right?
0: I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Jamal Lewis again sad. like it got it, that has to do with the kind of the household name thing not so much that he was a household name but he played with a then he played with the Ravens right mm-hmm. He played like, with that legendary defense that brought attention to his name I think that's why people kind yeah, of Yeah but he also put him. up
2: 1300 yards on the ground that year they won the Super Bowl in his rookie year <laughs> So I mean I mean yeah
0: that's one year though
2: yeah, and he followed and it he
1: back up with a 2,000-yard season. Had, yeah, And then he had the year where he probably should have broken the record.
0: Yeah, I mean, 40 the, yards
2: short of breaking the record. And
0: by the way, Fred Taylor has one, two, three, three, thirteen thousand two, three, three 13,000-yard seasons, if I'm reading this right. And then he has two in which he had uh, 1,200. 1, I mean, yeah, I'm
2: just saying – Jamal Lewis has the numbers to back up if he was to have a legit Hall of Fame case. Right. But uh, who else is on here? Tiki Barber, if I'm not mistaken. Would you consider, all right, per, another perfect example, Eddie George?
0: Would I consider Fred better than Eddie George? No, personally.
2: Would you course. consider Eddie George a Hall of Famer?
0: Yes, I would.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Is he not?
0: He should uh, be, but the, he's not. Uh, I don't think he is.
2: double check
0: it right now but eddie george has less jars right right you so yeah that's fair and eddie
2: george is not a hall of famer
0: i don't know like i just my biggest memory of eddie is like the the trouble he gave the Jags. so that's why i feel like he should be like i mean he gave a lot of team issues but he
2: was a key part of the titans during their peak run right and he was a relatively dominant back. So the point is, Frank Taylor, Hall of Famer, mm, probably. If this was the pro, if this was the Nate Smith Basketball Hall of Fame, he'd be in by now. All right. Right. Because everybody gets in. <laughs> <true>. I, think <laughs> we're up, I think we're up for the Hall of Fame next year, actually. We'll hopefully, you know, we will get some. Get yeah. Some if this is baseball, game. there's like not even a snowball's chance in hell that he gets in. So, I mean, he has a puncher's chance. Marshawn Lynch will probably be a Hall of Famer. Ricky Williams. So it's it's iffy, is what it is. But a large part of this is what you have to sit here and think. If you go look at the late '90s, mid '90s to early 2000s, you think of running backs. Are you going to name off Fred? George, I mean, Fred Taylor within your first five running backs you name off? I, I think we would personally, right. but the average fan probably would uh, probably brings
1: yeah. up. Of course, you know Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, and then you get into two thousands, Ladainian Tomlinson. You know those kind of guys. Uh, yeah. Pete Holmes, even name like Jamal Lewis, like you said, those names probably come up.
0: All right, ninety
2: eight to twenty ten. I'm thinking Barry, Emmitt, probably Tiki,
1: Ricky Williams early on.
2: Ricky Williams, Curtis Martin, LT, Ward yeah. Dunn, still,
0: yeah.
1: And, and that's think- just yeah, the average. You know, of course, we are bringing, bringing up bringing them up very early. But the average fan, yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Right.
0: I think if the Jags had made the uh, Super Bowl, what was it, nineteen ninety nine season, then the, that would would maybe help his case. But yeah, <clears throat> and that, I mean, that's against him too. Is the whole Super Bowl thing.
2: And there's nothing with Fred Taylor, and this isn't a slight at Fred Taylor at all that identifies Fred Taylor. Like Brunell, you know, him to the com- the common fan knows Mark Brunell. You can rattle right off with no classic moments it's almost like because taylor's a running back and he played in a small market he's a dime a dozen almost yeah. like you couldn't go pick him out of a lineup if you're an average fan and if it's rather nobody will admit this or not popularity plays a slight bit into whether or not you go into a hall of fame
0: unfortunately it does
2: If If you need any more proof, go ask
0: Barry Bonds. Oh, yeah. We know that. I mean, as a small market team, we know that better than anybody about the popularity uh, argument. And let's also keep in mind that
1: Jacksonville has had a good run when it comes to running backs. You know, you look back at James Stewart, Natron Means, then they got into Fred, and then they followed that up with MJD. The verdict is still out on Fournette, but they've had a relatively good run when it comes to running backs as well. Right. So, I don't, uh, I don't know if I, I, I'm assuming James Stewart wasn't on this 25 top 25 list, but you know he's definitely one of the more popular players, especially for for the fans that have been around for a long time. So, listen, guys, this is something we could probably make it a whole episode out of, but uh, it, you know, it, it's definitely good to open up the conversation, and it just, you know, it just it all starts with. With Fred having that reaction, so you know it'll be interesting <laughs> right. to see what 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 happens going forward. But hey, congratulations to him for still and he like I said, he still deserves to be in the in the top two, and and you can make the argument that he could possibly be number one. But you know, oh, Bola, yeah, let's
2: go make that reunion real awkward this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right?
2: Yeah, should be. Maybe we should, should have
0: him on the Jazz then and talk about it. We'll let him. I need to see Tony right now.
2: Hey Fred, how you doing, man? Forget you, Tony. I want to talk to you, man. You know you got a right. spot, right? Yeah.
1: Well, Fred Taylor might be adding to the, uh, might be assisting the Jaguar subreddit in the most vulgar list under his uh, <laughs> his, his, his secret his, his burner account on Reddit. We might need to check some uh, some of those posts to come up here in the next few days. <laughs> might be Freddie out there uh, uh, you know, defending himself. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, guys. So you know, like I said, we can we can talk about this. All day, but uh, we'll get into some of the things that are happening right now, as opposed to what has been in the past. So we're going to look forward, and and one of the biggest things we'll get into here today, Jay, you sent me this earlier. The Jaguars and the city have agreed to a 450 million dollar for the development of Lot J. This will be the finally the, the beginning of something we've we've been talking about and hoping for for a long time, and we're going to discuss the uh, the the details and how it how it benefits. Not only the Jaguars, but also the city of Jacksonville. So, when you first heard this news break, and and Jacob, will have you go first. What was uh, What was your reaction? You know, when it looks like we'll finally get some of these, some of these visions that. Shad Khan has had for a while maybe come to fruition in the very in the near future.
2: Super Bowl, baby, go ahead and get your Super Bowl tickets ready so you know we can get a nice good uh, seat in <laughs> some good uh, hotels because, honestly, that's what this move is for. It'll stimulate the local economy on a regular basis because it'll have hotels, a residential area, office space, a live music arena. It's very similar to what the um, Cardinals have around Bush Stadium and the Braves are working on as well. Plus, it also race, goes handy. Hand.
0: It's theirs. Is complete, by the way. Well,
2: the I just went.
0: Yeah, last month.
2: Gotcha. So yeah, and then also there's Daly's place right across the street. And like we've mentioned before, I feel like since this podcast has started, we've at least touched this at least about once every other month. So good to see that it's finally done. That we've made some progress. That we have an agreement. Now we just got to get things moving and shaking, and hey, we'll see what actually comes out of this, and if it really will come to fruition.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah my, well, first of all, I mean, this is a, a big-time move for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'll say that, and uh, I think the most important thing to come out of this is to, and I've talked about this in a solo pod, is to uh, entrench, if you will, Shaq Khan into the city and uh, you know, get him to invest his money into the city as much as possible because what that and, and ultimately does, it prevents him from wanting to move to another city. I mean, you look no, no further... Or
2: London Jacks?
0: Right, right. You look no further than the Pagoulas, the uh, Buffalo Bills owners, right? A lot of people, there's all of this talk about them needing a new stadium or big-time renovations, but the fact of the matter is, the Pagoulas sound like they don't want to move from Buffalo. The reason for that is because they have invested a lot into the city of Buffalo. They have the hockey team there um, and they have multiple, you know, projects going on there that they've invested a lot of money into. So, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, they do need to get the stadium situation addressed, but the Pagulas do due to having a lot of money invested in, into the bills sound like, or into the city sound like they want to remain in Buffalo. And not only that, they sound like at least, right now time will tell how they truly feel on it. That, that they want to somehow meet the find some common ground with the fans and not bend their backs in terms of asking for a ridiculous price stadium that's going to be a billion dollars or close to it at least that's how they sound for now so this is the most important part of it is it continues to entrench we don't know the details on how much money who's going to put into this uh, shotgun the city whoever else um We don't know the details behind it, obviously, and some of it might come from, um, you know, like different grants and and what have you and and, uh, tax rebates or whatever the case may be. But we don't know how much Shaq Khan is actually going to put into this project yet. But I would feel like the more he puts into this project, the better I feel. And not that I, I feel skeptical about the team moving, but the better fans should feel, should I say, about the Jazz longevity in Jacksonville. So. Uh, This is one of projects of many more that could come. That's another thing. This could make shotgun invest even more money into Jacksonville down the road. Uh, So there's that. That's how I feel in terms of about how it it ties to Jacksonville and entrenches them and shotgun into the city. And in in terms of for the fans, you know, this is needed because obviously, you know, we we lost the landing. Um, They're demolishing it or have demolishing it or, or are demolishing it. Currently, I don't know the the latest on it because I don't live in Jacksonville anymore. But
1: yeah, it's a work in progress.
0: Okay, yeah. Well, they they make no mistake about it, they're going to dynamite that thing or whatever the case may be, bulldoze it, just, whatever just, that's in the plan. Whatever you
1: need to do, and get rid of it.
0: Right, right. And people are going to need something downtown to replace the landing, some kind of a entertainment venue, or, or what have you, a place for recreation and hanging out, this, that, and the other. And that's exactly. What this is—it's just adding on to what Daly's place is, and not furthermore, it's adding on to making the area—not down just downtown, but the the stadium area—a twenty-four-seven hub for activity, even when football is away from, you know, or, or football is not currently on going. So this will be a reason to keep people coming in, especially the residential area. If you're gonna, you know, obviously people are going to live there, the <laughs> office building, obviously people are going to want to do business with that the hotel area obviously people are going to want to use the hotel even when the Jags aren't playing football so it really is going to like just make downtown the the popular hub that you know Shad Khan wants it to be uh the mayor wants it to be uh the city wants it to be and that it should be like in most cities so uh, those are the positives to come out of it from me. But again, like, you know, you, you can never t- be too safe with these things until the shovels go in the dirt. <laughs> so that's that's another thing that I want to warn people of. But, you know, it's, Curry sounds like a guy that's going to get this done. And uh, a key to watch is first they have to get the ramps down that, of course, the bridges that are in front of uh, TIAA Bank Bankfield. And once that comes down, you know, this thing could really – Uh, pop off but um i'm I'm positive on it and i couldn't be happier to hear about the news
2: you know you mentioned go ahead phil yeah so yeah
1: downtown it's 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 always been frustrating as someone who's been in jacksonville for a long time because it should be a hub right of entertainment and it really never has been now now it is starting to trend in the right direction you have dailies you have a lot of really cool new bars down there and things like that but then you, know, you look down the road and you have the old courthouse that's still there. That's just right. decrepit. You have this abandoned condo project that never got finished, you know? So this, this is going to go a long way. And then of course you have the eyesore. That's the landing. You got to get rid of that. So it is nice to, hopefully it is to, to go in the right direction. I think really the, that should be the motto of this entire thing is wait until the shovels go into the dirt. That's really the whole thing. Right. Like that should be the logo is a shovel just going into the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. because until it actually happens, you know, you got to take it with at least a little bit of, of a grain of salt and, and hopefully it goes right. Now my question for you, Jay is we've t- another topic we've had in the past is about, about con. So with this going through, this probably means, there, As far as relocation for the stadium itself to somewhere else, do you think this means that he no longer asks for a new stadium in the future?
0: Well, he never, I don't want to say he asked for a stadium to begin with, but right, what right. he has been asking for, uh, to to put it in the most correct terms, especially in the last State of the Franchise in April, Mark Lamping hinting at this, who is basically a spokesman for Shah Khan, obviously, is they do need upgrades them and the Buffalo Bills who I just talked on there, their stadium situations. Uh they are the two teams in the league who haven't had those major renovations. And by major renovations I mean renovations of four hundred million dollars or more or completely build a new stadium. So that is what I think that's where shot is now is in terms of the stadium situation is getting the renovations needed to quote unquote, as Roger Goodell puts it to, to make it to part with, you know, the league standards or, or whatever you want to say. So, um, yeah, I said all of that to say this, I think after this, the dailies place, not dailies place, but the lot J thing gets done. That's the next thing to watch here uh, is how uh, the city. Uh, cooperates, if you will, on him with, a plan to, you know, get the stadium renovated with with major renovations. And uh, ultimately, you know, uh, Lamping did say this too. When they start talking about that and that gets addressed, then basically they want to renew the lease because the Jazz lease, I think it's up in 2029 or something. So that'll put an extension on the lease. And that's I think that's the key thing to watch from here. But, yeah, it's definitely a positive sign that, he wanted to get the light jade thing done that they're going in the right direction towards that. That definitely would indicate that, you know, he feels like something's going to probably get done in terms of the stadium situation too. And an uh, extension should come out of that as Mark Lampin said.
2: Jacob, you know, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, Jay mentioned the hotels coming downtown and how people want to stay there when the Jags aren't playing. You got to remember the Jag, the Jag stadium, Tia Bank host the largest college football game almost Mm -hmm. every year, at least the largest in the South in the form of um, the Florida Georgia game. Right. So that's just nothing but more than another revenue income. Cause if all of this comes to fruition, you're going to be printing money.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's something that, you know, albeit $450 million, uh, you should get that money back relatively quick. quick. Yeah. Relatively quick. I mean, it, I mean, a, a lot of factors key into that. But yeah, I mean, like it—it's the the hotel could be like you said for Georgia, Florida, which I mean that is actually occurring in during football season anyway, uh. So it's not like you know that, that'll be the point where people are going to the hotel for jazz games as well. But yeah, like people that want to come to these concerts for Daly's place, for example, uh, that that could be something for them to to look into. And in terms of the um, the the actual complex itself. Uh, the, like, it's probably going to be a live venue based off of what we've been hearing and what we read. Uh, I went to the Braves one, as I told you all, uh, last month it was. And like these things are, they are fairly popular. Like they it's they feature bars in them. They feature exclusive restaurants. You know, they they are, I guess you could say, kind of like a town center, if you will, that'll keep people coming there regardless of what's going on there. Um, Albeit the prices were a little bit high, but that didn't stop none of those buildings any of those restaurants or any of those bars from being jam-packed when me and my homie josh went to the braves game and uh yeah it was it was just a dope concept to kind of see how it will work for jacksonville and i I think pretty much they're thinking of a a similar thing is making uh, the stadium a hub and downtown a hub yeah
1: so yeah then the the other question i had jay is so a friend and i actually were talking about this hey you know as far as renovations That's probably the route that they go as opposed to a brand new stadium. But Mm -hmm. would it be plausible for them to do something like, say, play in Orlando for a year or even in London for a year while they build a new stadium? Is that something that? happen?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that me and you might have talked about that, actually, Uh, with uh, for me. I think if they want to build a new stadium, and I, I I still firmly believe that's the route they should go, but I think they're leaning towards renovations because Shad Khan knows how much of a, a hassle it would be to completely build a new stadium and how the city would react and the city council would react to that. Uh, so that being said, I think this is my thing. I think if they're going to build a new stadium, uh, I would prefer to, to have them play in Orlando. Uh, but remember now, Shad Khan tried to get that deal done, uh, To to own Wembley Stadium. Now, had that gotten done, maybe that would be something that was on the table. Them going to London for a year. But Shah Khan doesn't own Wembley Stadium. So that's, you know, that's an issue in itself. You know, that's that's a, a steep price to pay because you're not really the tenant of that building. Uh, So that being said, I think that would be a problem. And if they did go to London for a year, I think we should worry about them staying there personally. Yeah. So yeah, you
1: know why we like it here.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like that would just them going there in itself would be a worrisome process before they even play a game there. But you know, you, I would personally worry about them coming back. So I think they should use the uh, what is it, Camping World Stadium in Orlando now? I think it used to be called the Orange Bowl before City. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they if they want to build a new stadium, they should. Use that as an option because I mean a lot of their local fans. Plus, you you forget like Orlando's a tourist town. That those games would probably do very well in Orlando. Personally, I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, of course, the the stadium might not be quote unquote up to an NFL standard, but it, they're only going to be there for a year or two. Uh, I mean, just ask the Vikings. They went to TFC Stadium or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, that of yeah, they went there for a year or two. They weren't complaining about that, so. Yeah, that's that's how I kind of feel on that matter.
2: Oh, we got the London Jags. So, um, bye. I'm going across the pond. I'm probably not coming back. <laughs> right.
0: right. So, Wembley
2: is beautiful.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it is absolutely. beautiful and it
2: is easy to navigate.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: For a stadium of that size that can hold that many people, and fills up quick. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten in. The stadium through security, through all the checkpoints, and to my seat. And I think it may have took 15 minutes once I walked up to security to stand there. right
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah. By the way, Phil, this is another question. Speaking of questions, people have asked, a lot of people have asked me, like, with me and my take on wanting a new stadium potentially, because, like, this is the thing, like, at $450 million, you're halfway mm-hmm. at building a new stadium anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, why not just build a stadium there? Which a stadium typically keeps a team there for 30 years or more. but that being said, on the whole stadium thing, a lot of people have asked me, you know if they how could they do it with Daly's place there? you know what I'm saying like and all of this stuff that they're building that they they will put around it with lot Jay, how could you you know build a new stadium there with all of this other stuff going on around there? I think like the thing about Daly's place is you could keep Daly's place up. And build a new. Basically, you would add the new stadium to Daly's place, in my opinion, while they play in Orlando or wherever the case may be. I forget, and I Love forgot the Gainesville. They could play in Gainesville. That's another God spot. I but I mean, I wouldn't. I, yeah, of course. Me being a Georgia <laughs> I mean, I fan, I games, but
1: that I mean, that could
0: work. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like they had that stadium has the capacity. You could argue probably even more than Camping World Stadium. I don't know what's the seating capacity for there, but I know a season. SEC stadium has the capacity to hold a team for uh, a professional team for two years, if needed. The
2: swamp can hold basically 92,000. Yeah.
0: That's, that's almost double ever bank I'm sorry. So I don't know what camping world can hold, but
2: let's see here. Camping world stadium. holds 65,000. So yeah, here, my point here's my case for camping world. It is a much cleaner, easier, better stadium for those that have never been down to the swamp. That stadium is in a hole and on a <laughs> it's hill. It is, it is literally in a hole and on a hill at the same time.
0: I've How? never been I don't to know. a stadium. Yeah. I've been to I've been to their campus. Never <laughs> been to the stadium, so I wouldn't know. No,
2: the stadium is literally in a hole and up a hill at the same time. Okay. Yeah. But so it looks like a Super
0: Smash Brothers stage.
2: Basically. No, it looks perfectly put together, but if you walk through that stadium, mm. you'll know the disc. You'll instantly know like right. who right. built this.
0: And then yeah, I mean you make you make a point. Like, I don't know what what the the shape that the swamp is in, but Camping World Stadium, if I'm not if I can recall, they had renovations about roughly eight years ago or something. I mean they've
2: like held that. two WrestleMania's there in the past fifteen years.
0: So yeah. I mean, I could I could see that. I mean, for me Orlando would be the preferred spot, but I'm just saying like it's it's options in Florida if they oh, ever definitely. wanted to do that.
2: Cuz you're only playing 7 games cuz you're going to lose one to London every year.
0: Yeah. Plus okay. hey,
2: Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just saying.
0: So what, uh, yeah, Plus. essentially we're looking at 14 games in 2 years. Yeah.
2: And honestly, I think the check that you would have to break to Camping World will be significantly less than the check you have to break to the University of Florida.
0: Right. And again, I mean, just the all of the the population of Orlando would just make it perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't have no trouble in being that it's especially smaller than the swamp. You add in all of the traffic that's going to come in from Jacksonville, plus the people that's already there that are jazz fans. I, I would assume it has a decent Jaguar fan base. And yeah, you, you have a situation where fans are showing up and it is it's it's, and then, not, it's a good you know, in terms of visually, you know, it's not an eyesore.
2: Yeah, and you're not on the college campus, so yeah, there's also that.
0: That's true. Or you could just share Raymond James
2: with the Bucks for a year and you know, hey. Well, the thing about that it it. is
0: it's just too far from their fan base. Their core fan base. It's just too far from Jacksonville, in my opinion.
2: You know what? Screw it. Just come play at Doke. I'm not driving out there either. <laughs> uh, well, I can't help you on that. A I've actually been drive. to
0: Doke. I think Doke is dope. It's a, it's a nice thing. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 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 yeah so.
2: Doke holds 80,000. It's a 15 minute drive from my house. Well, yeah, just come play at Doke.
1: It'd be perfectly fine. <laughs> well, definitely be interesting to watch going forward. And I think we're all just optimistic about them finally going through with this with this plan we hope that it does pan out Un- unfortunately jay you and i talked about this when we attended uh fight for the fallen a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago uh, unfortunately it looks like we probably won't get a wrestlemania now that uh, the cons are are friends with the uh with the AEW. right, right <laughs> yeah whatever the equivalent is of wrestlemania for AEW. hopefully that comes down the line
0: um, but yeah. yeah shout
1: out to AEW also the official twitter account for following the Jaguars wire, so make sure
0: and retweeting to... us
1: exactly twice. So, <laughs>
0: so
1: we are the we are AEW's favorite Jaguar news site. Uh, don't, don't fact check us on that, just believe us.
0: <laughs> yeah, but shout yeah. out to AEW, man. Appreciate the love, Cody Rhodes, and everybody on in that camp.
2: <laughs> One last thing, real quick, while we're on the stadium, you mentioned gun it next to Daly's place. Yeah, just blow up Tia. Smooth it right off and just rebuild right on top of it, nice wait, and easy.
0: Wait, the you, new stadium? You lost me. Oh no, I mean like you know, Daly's place is connected to TIAA Bank Field, but it's not like. It's not like it, it would the, the construction to knock it down would affect they right the place. yeah that's what I'm saying yeah but
2: just yeah that's what just I was saying blow up yeah. to you, just right on top and we just keep it moving nice and easy
0: I don't know man if you blow it up that dynamite uh, send particles everywhere <laughs>
2: implode implode it then cut co- yeah, you know, yeah carefully take it apart
0: what they should do with the landing basically right yeah
2: <laughs> carefully remove pieces from it you know
0: yeah that's what I've I've always felt like they could do that. And basically, it's just like you're just adding the stadium onto Daly's place, if you will. But I don't know. Like I, I have a hard time personally believing. Although I would like a new stadium, uh, I have a hard time personally believing the city of Jacksonville would do that. And it seems like Shotgun knows that, and that's why they're aiming for renovations. But still, with that would come an extension in the lease that continues the longevity of the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. So that's a good thing still, nonetheless.
1: Hey, I mean, if anything, just hire the Miami Marlins. They blow up stuff all the time. <laughs> right. Hey, yo, a little cross sports humor there for you guys. All right, let's move on. Sorry, let's, there,
2: Cheetah, that's all we need. <laughs> let's
1: move on to the next topic. Of course, training camp has, has, been going on for the last couple of weeks. The last day for the, that is open to the public will be tomorrow. And Jay, we want to talk to you about who is, whose stock has been up and, Whose stock have been down? We'll, we'll point out three players specifically. So just from what you've heard from reports from training camp, Jay, and as far as how the players have looked, we'll start with the positives. Whose stock is up after these first couple weeks of training camp?
0: Uh, the first one I want to start with, I'm going to take a different angle because we talk about the offense so much as of late, which I'll get into in a minute. But Quincy Williams, man, Quincy Williams it's, it's feeling like Quincy Williams is going to be the starter at Tellman Smith's position. And then not only that, furthermore, it's almost a certainty because when you look at who they signed, they signed two guys off the street. Basically it was Rameek Wilson, who I'm well aware of uh, from the university of Georgia. And I would personally, I'm here to tell you no offense to Rameek Wilson, but he's not your ideal guy for the weak side linebacker position. And if people were mad at what Tellman Smith looked like in coverage, Lo and behold, they will definitely be mad at what Rameek Wilson offers in coverage as well. So, that being said, uh, him and Najee Good were the guys signed to come and battle for that weak side position with Quincy Williams. But, dude, you at this point, it's looking like Quincy Williams is going to get that position. He he showed up well in mini camp, from what I read and heard. He showed up well in OTAs. Always was around the ball, and then he gets to uh, training camp, right? and Doug Marone praised him yesterday as a matter of fact about him being the fastest guy on the field perhaps so as a rookie when you're flashing like that to the point where Doug Marone says you're faster than D. Westbrook on the field and he said he this was his own quote like D.D. might get mad at me for this but Quincy looks like the fastest guy on the field and D.D. did tweet him back about that or tweeted the Jags account about that (laughs) but my point is uh, this guy is, is showing up and showing out, and I believe when it's all said and done, there's no way that anybody else but him is at the weak side linebacker position. So, that being said, uh, before I get into the other guys, I want to know y'all's thoughts on Quincy Williams taking Telvin Smith's spot um, and, uh, you, you know, f- trying to fill the veteran's role as best as he can. I mean,
2: we saw this coming you now. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure we sat there and tried to figure this out when the draft happened we were like oh okay this is what we're going for so he's looking good it's training camp I am not putting stock in a training camp you can't really light somebody up as much as you want to it's dumbed down to an extent this is not, not to diminish what he's done because to be honest he surprised probably a lot of people the way he's performed so far so we shall see. Come week three of the preseason, will be a real solid indicator of exactly what we have in Quincy Williams. But for right now, I'm glad to see that the rookie is out here catching on. He's performing, and allegedly, is faster than D.D. Westbrook.
0: I mean, look, this this is the thing about it. Have you you seen Ramit Wilson? I, I don't know much about Najee Good, but have you seen either either of those two play?
2: I've seen a couple clips, so yeah. I mean, it's his <laughs> little-
0: right, right. Right, if if Quincy Williams loses this battle, something is terribly wrong, terribly wrong.
2: it's hey uh, <laughs> about twenty million in cap space, and like I said last episode, don't be surprised mm-hmm. if Coughlin finds a way to not pay Yannick all of that and go get somebody.
0: We'll see who who I don't know if it's anybody to get at because I yeah I actually I look when Telvin Smith announced he was leaving. I looked that up. I was like, so is there anybody they can trade for? I don't even think it's anybody worth trading for, or bending backwards for, or putting your salary cap or two to, to bring in in his place personally. Let's, let me
2: just take a quick look while we sit here and continue yeah. the debate. While you do that, of- Phil, uh,
0: what's, what's your thoughts on Quincy Williams? Because I know like, you were just as shocked as us when you saw him get taken in the third round.
1: Yeah, Just like Jacob said, it's it's something we kind of saw coming in and how many, how many times, you know, do we always hear this around exactly this time of the year? There's a guy that coach is talking about, Hey, this guy is really standing out. Hey, he's, he's going to be the guy You know, he's looking really good. And then the season comes along and we forget that name, you know? So it is good though. To hear, it is good to hear that he is, he is catching on and, of course, we were all shocked when we heard the Telvin news, but this does—it's—it's—it's it's, it's definitely positive. It's definitely something to be enthusiastic about if you are a Jaguar right. fan, and it, you know if this this pans out right alongside Josh Allen, which I think you're going to talk about here in a second. Right. Then hopefully, it's you know we we come in and and it's like we never miss a beat because a lot of, I hear a lot of I, I listen to as far as the national radio. Really, the only thing I listen to is. Go looking Wingo in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. And one thing, even though when they do talk about the Jaguars, they are constantly talking about how even though it looked like the de- the defense took a step back, the numbers were still there. They were still a solid right. defense. The biggest difference was the turnovers were not there you right. know, that, that now
2: the Bears saw last year. So
0: and sacks were down like about exactly. fifteen. because
2: so okay. you on the field for almost twice as much. Exactly. Right. Exactly. When exactly. Blake Borders so.
0: put you on the field eighty times a game. Your production is going, off of people's helmets, you know. <laughs> right. so Your production normally, is going to decline. Yeah,
1: right. So, 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 hopefully, this is another gem that that we found, and it does hopefully appear to be trending that way. Like mm-hmm. I said, come preseason, even though it is a dulled down version of the actual game, it, it if we see him flash here and there, that will be. I think last year the guy that we saw was DJ Chark. You know, DJ Chark was right. was not only on offense; he was looking good, but also special teams, doing whatever he did, he needed to do. Hopefully, this is. It, 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 this will be this year's right. J Chark. So it'll be, it'll be good to see that. So who else, who else do you have as, as far as the stock up on the team?
0: Yeah. Uh, like you said, Josh Allen, man, Josh Allen has been, I know, especially on Saturday and Sunday, that's all you heard was a lot of people in, on Twitter and social media, uh, the, the national guys, or should I say the local guys on their podcast is praising uh, Josh Allen. And the reason is, you know, we didn't get to really see him in mini camp because he, he had the knee contusion, like the first day of uh, o- OTAs and they just held him out uh, all throughout that in mini camp. So the, like, really this is the first look and they're even easing him into it now. Uh, but this is the first look we've gotten to see at Josh Allen and he has been as advertised. Uh, I think the thing that sticks out to me with Josh Allen, I don't know if y'all saw the tweet where he's hitting the sled bag and I know it's just him hitting the sled bag. I understand that. Uh, but if you it's it's not so much the impact he put on the sled bag but did y'all see like how his uh his physique like he he looks different than I ex- like even in college the the college cameras didn't do him justice. I think like his, you look at the guy's calves, he got calves like Marcel Darius almost. You know what I'm saying? Like he has lineman-like calves, man. And the length and like his arms are are very toned uh to be Essentially, what was an outside linebacker or a rush linebacker in in um in Kentucky? But all of that aside, though, when you look at how he's performed in terms of on the practice field, he—I mean, albeit he's beat up on some second string guys because Cam Robinson isn't there clearly, uh, but he's beat up on like Josh Wells, um, what Wester—I forget uh, Leonard Wester, uh, so, uh, Cedric Obuji, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. So, from what you hear and see on. Social media, yeah, he's been beating up on those second string guys. Which I mean, still for a rookie that missed minicamp well, and OT, so
1: that's good.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but for a guy that missed OTAs and minicamp, that's very alarming. That really, we this is his first time on the field going against professionals. So that's like that. I mean, not to say that he's going to be Von Miller or whatever the case may be, but I'm just saying like when from, the it, go from,
1: say it, be the first one, say it, say. it. <laughs>
0: Oh, we'll clip
1: man. it up
0: and we'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> I, you know what? I, one of my bold predictions is that he's going to get ten sacks. I'll say that. I believe he's going to get ten sacks as a rookie.
2: All right, so let's go ahead and hit the timestamp button real quick. We are going to reference this and come back to this yeah. at a later point in time. It's I will July thirty first uh, nine forty p.m. <laughs> Eastern time. Okay, I hit
0: the marker on it right here. Yeah, I'll we'll mark it check on. Check in about day. week eight with you. Does that sound good? Or you want to let's check in a little later or earlier? A little later give me a little and and additionally after the buy when's the buy uh i don't i I have to look it up or we'll have Hold on, i to got look
2: you. it
0: up yeah yep. also, yeah also yeah but um yeah i've been i've been impressed with what i heard seen and have uh written and read about josh allen so far um what say you as uh jacob does the research? Would say you on that field in terms? Of, I mean, I know you've been you've been dialed into social media is why I'm asking you.
1: Yeah, again, just something when we see the clips coming out of him, you know, getting around offensive linemen. It's again very something of there's a lot of enthusiasm, but I, I, this being the Jaguars, <laughs> right? Just you got you kind right. of just. You know, of course, take it with a little grain of salt. Uh, I true. think it'll be exciting that's to see, see him see him that first preseason game, see if he pops. Remember, Tyson Alualu's first play as a professional in the regular season was a sack. And all of us were like, <laughs> Oh, they got it right. <laughs> they
0: got the pick right. Right, right. Sight. We pretty
1: much didn't and then we pretty much didn't hear his name until he was released. So oh, <laughs> or until right. we we didn't read So yeah, not that I'm comparing, you know, what Josh Allen and Tyson Alualo, but still again, something that Jaguar fans should be Happy to see, and as a guy who is you know so highly regarded, and a guy that everyone feels for the most part that we stole, it's good to see him flashing. And on the positive side of things, as far as his stock, that's uh, that's a, that's a good thing. And right. I, I think um, uh, with with him having so many so much talent around him, right? Hopefully, it means that he is. He is taking it all in and knowing to have have to have to come into the league mm-hmm. and have someone like Calais Campbell as a as a possible mentor. Like, man, come on. And right. then hopefully Marcel
0: Darius. Back.
1: Exactly. And then yep. and, and, and hopefully you get a guy like Yannick back soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Who likes you know? who likes uh, Josh, by the way. All right. I,
1: so Man, it, I think one of the one of the things that the Jaguar that Jaguar fan should be the most excited about for sure.